Okay, now here we go now. Everybody now, oh, don't allow anyone to panic now. Nobody panic, but here we go. Okay, stand now with three, and two, one. Hello, welcome to the latest instalment of Rans Rants Solo Edition. Now, let's all take a moment for the Sunday that just passed. That should have been the Sunday where John Burke was coming up to me at the top of Julie's going, you fucking cocksucker around, I'm going to fuck you up, man. And much, much more. You would have seen a lot. Well, you actually wouldn't have seen any Irish internationals taking tumbles down the steps and struggling to get back to their feet. Um, due to the COVID. Well, actually, if there was no COVID, they would be there. So in an alternative reality, the Twilight Zone, that's what should have been taking place about 17, 18 hours ago. But unfortunately, not to be. Maybe next year. So thank you for everyone who has listened over the last few weeks. I've had some really cool guests on. One thing about quarantine is I've been able to contact a lot more people, basically because celebrities or sports stars or whatnot have been doing nothing like the rest of us, so it's been very easy to contact them. They've had time to kill. So for those of you who don't know, I had Malcolm Marks on, World Cup winner, I had Kelly Starrett, a best-selling book, Arthur. Arthur? To Arthur! <laughs> on the day the pub's open, to Arthur! <laughs> but he's uh, written loads of books. He's all about mobility, S&C, so he was very good for that. I had a British Olympic weightlifter on, Sonny Webster. He's now pretty much like a online coach internet personality if you haven't seen the stuff i'd strongly suggest you follow him on instagram sonny webster he's hilarious but he's also very good for the old gym fitness health all that type of stuff and yeah then had this artist on who i had on the back of my phone i had one of his paintings it was really cool and ended up getting him on chris dyer and yeah who am i chatting to at the moment members of royal blood the band uh, luke donald the golfer a dj from america Weathen. That's been in the works for about a year now. And Jander Shelfley, the golf golfer as well, chatting to him. Then one or two WWE wrestlers as well I'm chatting to. So watch that space. And yeah, hopefully we'll get some cool guests on in the not too distant future. I suppose it would be dismissive of me not to talk about my reflections of the last several months. Because I remember doing my first solo during COVID, what was it, three months ago. And talking about, oh, what it will look like when things will open, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of good that we've gotten through that stage now where we can see definitely the light at the end of the tunnel. We've had the charity giveaways. We've had me getting stopped by the police for giving away brownies. They're good brownies, by the way. So if you want to slag me about my brownies, taste them before you diss them. What else? You had people who became good cooks. Also, you saw people who became terrible cooks. Like... Some of the stuff that was being posted on Instagram, if you went to a starving British bulldog and put the food in front of them, they'd probably piss on it and bark at you. So that was maybe the downside of some of the stuff. It was like, mate, why are you posting this? Because that looks absolutely shocking. If I got served that in Bread 43, is that what it's called? I hope it is. I'd spit in the face of the server. Um, the white claw phenomenon. So I've one thing I've learned about quarantine right is Instagram now. It's a much better place in my opinion. So like it's less toxic. People aren't working the Kurt angles as I like to say. Everyone is just posting non like, 
impressive stuff. It's like, oh, here I am watching TV. Here I am going for a swim. Here I am with my family. Here I am sitting in my garden. Oh, I'm reading this book and that. It was all great because that's what most of our lives are actually like. So usually at this stage of the year, you have people on the beaches of Thailand, in Vancouver, on the West Coast, living the high life. Everything great in the VIP suite and crystal, blah, blah, blah. And it just gives this unhealthy expectation for a lot of people who are, say, doing what most people were doing during quarantine, which is sitting at home with their family or roommates or whatever. And they just look at that and they're like, oh, my, this is this sucks. What am I doing here? Why am I playing FIFA for the fourth day in a row? But I have actually enjoyed that. I actually think social media in general has been a much more productive and positive kind of influence on my life and a few other people's, which seems to be the case. And yeah, long may it continue. I don't know if it will continue, but what my whole point was, like talking about the white claws, was there was all these kind of fads and fashion things that took, as I said, it was giveaway to charity, which is great. Learn how to cook, brilliant. There was fitness stuff. There was all yeah, the 5K runs, which were brilliant. And then there was like the white claws came along and this first one was probably the toilet rolls when everyone was buying toilet rolls. Like they literally had, I'm not... <sighs> Yeah, Crohn's disease. Anyway, the white claws was basically a thing where someone posted a picture of it in their hand. Then someone was like, oh, I'll get that as well. I'll do that again. I'll do that again. Oh, yeah, white claws. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And now you just don't even hear of them. You see them you see them unopened in the background of someone's garden session. And that's really where they are. It's just like it was in, it was hot. Now it's not. The life of a TV reality star. You go in, you get your money, and then before you know it, you're yesterday's news. And kind of leading on to the whole White Claw slash drinking thing, a lot of people drank. People are never going to drink now because it's 29th and the pubs have reopened. So good luck to every single pub owner or people associated with pubs. It's a big day for you. But the sessions, that's one thing as I grew up, 15, 16, 17-year-old Richie Allen, I used to linger around Herbert Park, Sandy Mount, the Radisson, all these places were like key venues for sessions. And if you didn't notice for the last several weeks, sessions have returned. And it's not just for like the usual teenagers. Like there's been 30, 35 year olds on the sesh in Herbert Park around Monkstown, as I said, around Sandy Mount, in cricket clubs, in rugby clubs. And it's been one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. It's just it's just how it used to be. Now most people are just sitting at home video in their sessions while people are out in Herbert Park on the absolute razzmatazz, which was brilliant. And one of the funnier stories about the sessions in Herbert Park, I live quite close and on my, say, lunch run and stuff like that, I would drive by it. And it was one of the days where, like the weather at the moment, where one minute it's lovely, the next it's lashing rain and everyone's furious. So I was driving by and it was a nice, lovely day. Sun was out. And as I was driving, you could see the cloud cover came over the sun. And then you're like, Jesus, could to take a turn. I was going down Herbert Park Road in the car and in Herbert Park there was hundreds of people, people sessioning, people on dates, people just doing their own thing and suddenly it started pissing down, like pissing down and people just ran for the hills. It was so funny. People even left their blankets, left their wine and people, like hundreds of people, it was like someone just opened the front gates of Glastonbury and was like, right, race to the front pit. And people were just elegant. Similar scenes to Home Alone in the airport. Yeah, it's great to see that the session return. The thing about quarantine, one thing I found was the adjustment in shops. So the queuing situation where they had to be distanced, the amount of times people just stepped in front of me in a queue because I was keeping a three-meter gap 
was rather infuriating. And this was in multiple venues, your Circle K's, your Tesco's, etc. Someone even skipped me at a coffee shop. So in Bear Marcus, which the queue is ridiculous. You'd swear they were selling gold, not a latte with milk. But some idiots just so how it went it went around the side up through black rock market and went in the side door i was queuing for about 10 minutes and then some lad just walked straight through um the front door and then he was like no it's actually a queue around so he goes oh sorry sorry join the queue and he's behind me and i then get into the shop and he's well behind me and i'm just sitting there holding my when well, i'm sitting there standing there holding my distance and the person at the cash register goes next and your man just intercepted my line and just went straight up and got an order of like four or five things. And since you're kind of social distancing, you can't really just go up and get in his area and go, sorry, what are you doing? He'd be like, oh, get away, COVID. <laughs> Come on. But I waited till he ordered and then he went to where you'd collect the coffee. And I just kind of stared him out of it. And I went, sorry, excuse me. And he was like, yeah. He goes, you just skipped me in the queue there. And he goes, oh, I'm, 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 a, I'm terribly sorry. His most insincere apology ever since Donald Trump had to do some sort of PR apology in front of the press. But that type of stuff has happened. And I remember there was an incident in Spar where I was getting drink for my friends. And it was like four, I think it was maybe three or four kind of boxes slash crates of cider. And the way they do it now in Spar is they have this kind of plastic or this window in front of the cash register. So you don't spit on the cash <laughs> The merchant who's like, oh, how much is it for the dairy milk and extra Wrigley's jungle? It's like, oh, yeah, 286. All right, there's 286. And by the way, I'm just going to spit all over your face while I'm at it. It's COVID. But <clears throat> how they do it is they have the plastic or glass, whatever they use. And then underneath, there's like a little slide, a little gap where you can slide the items through. And the thing was with the alcohol, you kind of had to do it one by one, one by one, because they're quite big. And I slipped them in there and then once i paid your man didn't slide them back out towards me so then i had to reach underneath once everything was paid and there's a guy behind me in the queue and it's kind of difficult to number one balance all this type of stuff so i had to take one out stack it another out stack that on top then the other one was bottles so i had to stack that on top so i had to do a, I had to take my time with it because if i didn't take my time the bottles would smash all over the floor and your man and bear in mind i was maybe 20 seconds after your man had given me the money by the time I took the stuff up. But I grabbed it there and balanced it. And the guy was just staring at me and goes, oh, and let off it like that loud of a sigh. And I just turned to him straight away. I go, sorry, is everything all right? And he goes, take your time. And I just was like, sorry that I'm not a fucking octopus. And I walked out of spar. But like, I was like, I'm not an angry guy and I'm not like, I've never punched someone in the face. I've been punched before many a times, but I've never punched someone apart from my brother. Sorry, Mark. But I was so close to just being like, right, screw COVID and just like attack this guy. It was like super bad when your man is in trying to buy the drink and he just imagines all the scenarios. I've read a choice. I was imagining a scenario where I dropped the bottle, smashed the bottle, and stuck it in his forehead. But what actually happened was, yeah, he kind of dominated me, forced me to leave my shop, and I just then drove off about two minutes later. 
But yeah, it was kind of annoying that that happened and he got the better of me. And what would it be like? So I was thinking, what was next? Yeah, so the Grafton Barber. It's kind of good that I took a day or two extra to record this. So Grafton Barber, everyone obviously has got shitty barnets at the moment, apart from the people who could call up their personal barber and be like, there's 40 quid, cut my hair in my garage. But I saw Grafton Barber. I don't even follow them. It came up in my Explore, whatever the hell the thing is called. And I was like, oh, we're open at 12 o'clock. And I was like, geez, that's kind of a good idea. I wouldn't mind just skipping the queues and, you know, getting a haircut. So, because my hair at the moment is not a shocking COVID one. Like some of the COVID haircuts would be seen in the film Apocalypto or Braveheart, if not both. And I went up at like 12, 12.05. I was only two or three minutes from the Black Rock one. So I was like, listen, who's going to be queuing for a haircut in the freezing cold, wet wind to get a haircut at this hour when it's going to be open now for the next, for eternity. And I go up, I was only about two, three minutes away. I was in a friend's house and I'm expecting max, maybe four or five, maybe six guys. And the one Black Rock village has been destroyed because it's this one way system. Now the bike lane is essentially the driver's lane. There's bollards all over the place. Um, you'd be better off just setting up a massive maze and in the middle of the maze having bear markets because it is impossible to get near the place now. You can't park, you can't turn. Once you get into Blackrock, you're trapped. It's like, it is just ridiculous. It's like an, uh, Saw 7. You go in and then all you hear in your car on the radio is, do you want to play a game? And you're like, what? And then before you know it, you've got some little dwarf in a clown mask going, you either have to cut off your left arm to get out of Black Rock or else play a fucking game. The game never wins. Live or die. Make your choice. You never win. You're trapped and you probably get clamped and get cold coffee because you're queuing for about 60 minutes. But with that said, I pulled down towards Grafton Barbers and like there was 21 people. I actually stopped to count because I stopped, pulled in. All the lads were, there was like no females, as you would expect, Raffin Barber's mainly male, but they were all like in school, just out of school. And like the attire, by the way, was like t-shirts, shorts, and ridiculous shoes. And like, it was freezing. It was absolutely freezing last night. And the thing was, it was open for two hours. There's 21 people there. So you're quite literally looking at four to five minute haircuts in order for all of them to get it. And that's presuming no one else joins the queue. I think there's only one person in there cutting hair. So like surely at that stage, once you get to the queue, like I did, see 20 plus people, know they're only open for another hour and 50 minutes, that you're like, right, my hair's not going to get cut. What I want to know is the guy at the very back of that queue, did he pack it in? Or did he wait until it got to two o'clock and there was maybe 10, 12 people in front of him? And then just the hairdresser comes out and goes, sorry, lads, uh, I actually have to go home. It's two in the bloody morning. Like, who's cutting bloody hair at two in the morning? But I couldn't believe that. It was a good idea, but ultimately, I just I, I couldn't believe. And it's so hypocritical of me because I actually went there. The thing was, I had a car and all of those lads seemed to be in school, young teenagers. They probably had to walk home. For God's sake, they maybe even had to get their parents to collect them. Like, it was outrageous, absolutely ridiculous behavior. And it was a pack of asps as well. 
I'd say half of them Blackrock, maybe some of them Michaels. That's it. And yeah, what would a podcast be without me having a quick rant about Ryanair? So I'm sure everyone's aware that there was a lot of cancellations with the flights due to COVID. And I was meant to be flying back in 20 minutes from Faro to Dublin. But that's not the issue here. The issue was my flights were cancelled there. I also had flights to Paris booked and I also had flights to London booked. They all got cancelled and scrapped. And the thing was, right, you got cancelled, blah, blah, blah. You got the email from Ryanair saying, oh, you can get your cash back or you're entitled to a refund. So I was thinking, hmm, I probably need the cash, to be honest, because I, I don't think I'm going to travel. And bear in mind, this was two, three months ago. And I guess to the stage where I'm like, actually, I may go away in the summer now. It's kind of easing up, so I might do that. So I was like, right, I'll take the refund, not the cash refund, just the refund in credit. And lo and behold, they sent me on this voucher number, which I think, oh, great, I've got several hundred quid here to blow on flights. And I type in the thing, book flights, put in the voucher code, and it goes, voucher code expired. And I was just like, how has this happened? So I'm trying to book these flights. They're very cheap. So I was like, right, I'm not going to book the flights, but I'll just throw them an email. I get the automated response of, we are very busy at the moment. We're only at 50% of our normal staff. We'll be back to you in the next five to seven days. Like five to seven days. I could be on my holidays by then. So I then take the unfortunate method or choice of method to call up Reiner. And I hate Reiner and I love them at the same time. It's a bit like, I don't know what it's like. It is it's kind of like my love affair with McDonald's. I actually hate McDonald's, but I always find myself back there every so often. And you just know, you just give in. I was on the phone. Surprisingly enough, after two or three minutes, someone answers. His name was John. Like, how typical. And John was chatting to me, being like, oh, how can I help you? And I was like, listen, I'm having some issues with the reservation, not the reservation number. I basically got a refund, a credit, and I was sent on this voucher code to use that when I'm paying for my next flights, and it's not working. And he goes, oh, that's very unusual. Normally, that never happens. And I'm like, you're lying now. Now you're just lying. So I was just like, of course this happens. You work for a company that quite literally doesn't work on purpose. Okay, I've read... Mr. O'Leary's stupid book, which, by the way, was one of the best presents I've ever gotten um, after my last rant about it. But yeah, like Michael O'Leary purposely screws over people, but that's why he's worth a shit ton of money. So I was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, okay, I'm just going to pop you on hold for a few minutes. I'll get to the bottom of this and we can see if we can just get you a new voucher code. So I was like, yeah, work away. Number one, Reiner's hold music is shocking shockingly annoying and irritating number two it took him 14 minutes 36 seconds to get back to me that's not a few minutes like if you're going to put me on hold for 10 plus minutes you might as well inform me and yeah he didn't so he gets back to me and goes oh and um by the way can i just confirm your number and i was like what number and he goes oh just your contact number so i was like yeah and then he was like and your address so i was like yeah what's the address blah 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 and then he goes, and your email. And I was like, okay. And like, I've worked in sales and stuff like that. So I was like, sorry, were you not meant to ask me this like straight on the call to confirm that I actually owned the voucher? And he was like, uh, no, no, no. This is just how we process it. So I was like, right. So he then goes, okay, this 
all checks out and I'll send you on a new voucher code now. So he was like, is that all I can do you for? And I was like, hang on, where, where are you sending this to? And he goes, oh, your email address. So he calls out my email address. It checks out. So I was like, oh, perfect. Yeah. So can you just send that on there? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've sent it on now. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. I made him stay on the phone. A minute passes, two minutes. He goes, oh, check your junk mail. I'm like, mate, there's nothing in my email. So then he goes, okay, I'll have a look for you now, see if it's been sent. And I'm like, well, you just said it was sent. And what happened was the guy forgot to actually send the fucking thing. So once he sends me, I go, great. And then he goes, okay, is that all I can do you for? And I know how these things work. So I was like, no, no, no. I just want you to hold a line. I'm actually going to try book the flight now. It'll take me 60 seconds. Can you just wait? And he goes, oh, I don't know. I go, just wait. I want this to be done right. Same thing happens. Put in the voucher code. Doesn't work. So then your man goes, well, um, I think there may be a solution to this, but you may just have to call back once it's fixed. And that was him just trying to pie me off. So then I go, right, I've been on the phone for about 30 minutes here. I go, can I speak to your manager, please? And he goes, sorry. I go, they always, it's so funny. They always say, sorry. It's like, you heard exactly what I said. I want this to get messy. So I was like, can I speak to your floor manager, please? And he was like, I think he could be busy at the moment. And it's like, no, you don't actually know that. You do not know that he's busy at all. So I was like, no, I'm happy to wait. Waited for 12 minutes. Then I finally uh, get greeted by Andrew, the manager, to which I go, Listen, I'm having a few issues with the voucher code here. It's very frustrating. It's not been a good customer journey, blah, blah, blah. Then Andrew, in the space of 16 to 20 seconds, goes, right, I've sent that off to your email. That voucher code should work. And lo and behold, it does work. And I'm just like, why is it that the previous guy, John, was so inept and employed by this company, even though he literally could not send a fucking voucher code to my correct email? Couldn't press enter. Couldn't use the mouse. He is a mouse, but I thought he had rats. No, he had mass. But, um... Shit, my Ashaniku used to live over there, man. But that bitch got evicted, though. Where? Yeah, this is. What for? Mice? Mice? I thought she had rats. No, I mean, rats are outside. Mice are inside. Yo, but what if a mouse goes outside? Does it become a rat? And if a rat is in the house, is it a mouse? I ain't never seen no mouse outside, though. That's what I'm saying. That's because it's a rat, fool. Hey. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. <laughs> yeah, it was very frustrating, and... Yeah, so what happened was he sent it on, it worked, and then I was like, listen, thanks very much um, for your time, Andrew, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah, that's fine, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, can I just make an observation, just uh, could you log log this as a complaint or a note? And he was like, yeah, what is it? I was like, Ryanair must be the worst, the worst airline I have ever dealt with in my entire life. And he goes... Okay, um, thank you very much for that. And yeah, is that all I can do for you? And I was like, Andrew, that is all you can do. Have a great day. And he goes, thank you very much. Bye-bye. And he hung up. Well, I loved how he dealt with that. He was like, this guy hates us, but I'm just going to completely brush that on the carpet and go, you have a great day. Well played, Andrew. That's why, that's why I'm coming back. And yeah, speaking of Ryanair, those flights were too faro. And yeah, like it's going to be interesting. I'm off in July, tail end. And lo and behold, I booked the flights several weeks ago. Uh, Well, maybe two, three weeks ago, maybe later. I don't know. It was a few weeks, six weeks. And we booked it and there's nobody had booked the flights. They were very cheap. There was no one on us. We could see in the seat selection stuff, there was about four seats taken. And 
within the next week that transpired was, oh, the flight now only has one seat left because one of our mates was thinking of going. And word through the grapevine is that the entirety of the six years are going over on their holiday on the same date. So not only am I going to be flying Ryanair and not only am I going to be drinking such shit Merlot. They want to drink Merlot, we're drinking Merlot. No, if anybody orders Merlot, I'm leaving. I am not drinking any fucking Merlot. Okay, okay, <laughs> relax, Miles. Jesus, no Merlot. On the brain for the second year in a row. Second years. But I'll be surrounded by six years. And they'll be screaming, go mental, while me and a few of my mates will be drinking shit Merlot. But I, I'm very intrigued to see the Saturday and Sunday over there. Like Julia's, like there's been spikes in Lisbon, Lagos, I think. The government are like, geez, we have to put in uh, stricter measures uh, for lockdown. And are you telling me that the zoo, the proverbial zoo of Julia's on a Saturday or Sunday is like COVID won't stop that. It's just going to be a massive blender of COVID-19. Honestly, it should be called, like what is going to happen is it's going to now just manifest itself into a deeper, darker, stronger virus. And before we know it, you're going to have Julius 21 as the disease come January. They will like, yeah, it's just manifests inside you. It turns your blood into blue lagoons and before you know it, you've got a suspicious tan and you're waking up not exactly hungover, but not sure why you're not hungover. And then before you know it, your blood turns to you, Cal. But it's going to, it's going to be in- intriguing because like, I don't think geckos would be open. So are you quite literally going to have hundreds of Irish and English people just screaming around the Algarve? Probably. The only screaming I'll be doing is on the golf course where you will be hearing me screaming for. And it won't be on a par four or five or three. It'll be off the tee box. Guilty. But yeah, watch that space. Going for a short time, not a good time, not a long time. Well, hopefully a good time. And I'm happy it's not a long time. But yeah, so what I will say is the Julius pod will be back at a later start date this year. It'll be what, August? Yeah, it'll be August. It'll be first, second week of August. If you are upset to wait that long, I will repost the Julius podcast in a week as kind of a celebration of one year anniversary. So that's kind of a good way to get your your buzz up for it. And I suppose one of the last things I want to chat about is the fiasco of the Leaving Cert. And not in detail because like I'm sure it was stressful times, et cetera, et cetera, for all the students involved. But what happened was it was like leaving sort of happen now won't oh will it won't it will it won't jesus zoom calls oh no but he then he he the leaving sir the great leaving sir he rose up and he challenged students to cheat and when i mean cheat i mean one thing i've never brought up on this is one of the funniest stories i had in the leaving sir was we went, you went to the toilets during the leaving cert. Like, unless you're literally pissing yourself while you're trying to remember the fourth line of Sylvia Platt's second poem. You walked into the toilets. And I'll never forget, I went in to the Jacks and I used the cubicle. I don't know why. Like, as in, I wasn't taking a shite. I was just peeing, but I liked the privacy of the cubicle. And there's a few cu- cubicles in 
beside me was a student and all you could hear was just like no word of a lie you just hear it the sound of just pages <laughs> i started pissing myself <laughs> well literally started pissing myself and you could just hear pages 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 right and right and right and i started bursting out laughing and there was obviously someone supervising us who was in the school which is a bit of a flaw in the system. If you're going to have someone bring six years to the toilet, make sure it's not a fourth year student. But the person beside me was obviously cheating. And I come out of the jacks, wash my hands, bursting out laughing. And I remember the person who was beside me, he just went straight out of the thing, didn't wash his hands because he didn't go to the toilet. He went to the toilet to get information quite literally ran back to the hall and no doubt started scribbling down the quotes he was reading and stuff like that but i remember before i left there was the fourth year guy who was kind of supervising me to the toilet i just went in and had a look into the cubicle and no like honestly i'd say there's about 40 pages just left all over the floor just all there's just like 40 A4 sheets with pretty much the whole English exam on the floor. And I kind of looked over at the fourth year student to be like, I'm not going to say anything. And he kind of gave me the nod. He's like, I'm not going to say jack shit either. So, yeah, that's one thing that I definitely think is it's it's kind of never spoken about by people. But leaving certs, college exams, like everyone. I'm not saying I have. I already got done for plagiarism. And that was my scrape, well, my flirt with death. Or getting sacked or getting kicked out from a college. But people do do it. And the sooner people admit that, the better it will be. So, yeah, apart from that, like, I got a few quick fire questions sent on to me via the old Instagram, which I'm very happy for, Nat. But first place, I will eat on the 29th. So today is the 29th, and I don't actually know if I'll eat later, but I'd be looking at a Nando's or a pie pizza. Uh, one thing you will miss most once COVID-19 is over. I'd say long walks with some of my best mates. Fucking as cheesy as that sounds, like going for two, three-hour walks with some of the lads has been, it's been great crack. Uh, which leads me on to the fact that O'Connell Street. So um, me and my friend Mark would always walk into O'Connell Street from Donnybrook and would walk back. It'd be like two, two and a half hour, two and a half hour long walk. We'd go. And once you get into O'Connell Street, it is fully Baghdad. Like everything's quiet. No one's around. Once you pass over the bridge, all you hear is, Listen, what the fuck? what the fuck? People screaming, police running across the place. And at one stage, we were walking back down O'Connell Street near like the donut place, Bank of Ireland place. And some guy just walked by us, it was clearly a junkie. And he goes, Lewis, Lewis, do you have any crack? As loud as that, like there's police 50 meters away. And he goes, Lewis, do you have any crack? I mean, my mate just burst out laughing, but we weren't surprised. But yeah, I'd say it would be them, uh, or maybe the sessions or like something like that, but probably the walks. 
Uh, my thoughts on Liverpool's league title win. I'm delighted over the moon. Not, But the thing is, I'm not half as happy as I should be, mainly because of COVID, but then also because of the fact that we have pretty much had the title now wrapped up for three or four months. It's not like a Champions League final where it's all compressed into 90 minutes of just nerves, emotion, etc. It, it's been coming now for several months. And yeah, just not to have the crowd in Anfield going mad, the crowd, yeah, it just it's not the same, which is annoying, but it is what it is. Like, I'd love it now if they went on. I'd love it. I'd, you know what? I would absolutely love it. When you do that with footballers, like he said about Leeds, and when you do things like that about a man like Stuart Pearce, I'm, I've kept really quiet, but I'll tell you something. He went down in my estimation when he said that. We have not resorted to that, but I'll tell you, you can tell him now, be watching it. We're still fighting for this title, and he's got to go to Middlesbrough and get something. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. <laughs> if they went on and broke the points tally record, that'd be brilliant. But we'll see on that. Uh, will Tiger Woods win a major this year? I'd say probably not. The only reason I'd say that is because I think he's a huge man who feeds off the crowd. And so many players like to bring that up, be like, oh yeah, I remember I was on the 16th hole and I heard a massive cheer on the 13th and you knew that was a Tiger cheer. You knew that was him. And even just like if he makes a big birdie at a big moment, he gets the crowd up for it. And the crowd, like he's if he's competing on the final day, he's definitely going to be in the last group or second or third last. He literally has thousands and thousands and thousands of people follow him around. So if you're playing with that like Molinari was, it can just be overwhelming. So that's something that will take away from Tiger's kind of dominance. And then it also means like for the nobodies and the have-a-go heroes, they have no real pressure because they're just playing like a normal round of golf. There's no crowd. They can just play. And like if they blow up, who cares? If they play well, who well, they care. But like crowds aren't there to care. So yeah, it's um it's bizarre. and. Last quick fire, funniest thing you have seen during COVID-19. Jesus. Um, the funniest thing I've seen during COVID-19 would be, yeah, as bad as it sounds. So there was this guy in jogging gear on Sandy Mount Strand. The tide was out and he was like not going for a jog. He was sprinting along the beach. And this was back maybe a few weeks ago when the weather was outrageous. And he was there just like legging it down. And like he wasn't doing like a jog. He was sprinting as quick as he could. And we could see him from a mile away. And I'm the type of guy who loves people watching. I'd always make a comment about someone for good or bad. And I go, lads, look at this crazy guy with the sunglasses and jogging gear. And he literally thinks he's doing the 100 meter in the Olympics. And this guy's legging it down. And... There's steps every like 100, 200 meters down to the beach in Sandy Mount and a dog, a Labrador, was let off a leash. So he ran down the steps right in front of this guy. He just like ran in front of him and the guy tripped and fell over the guy, uh, sorry, the dog. His glasses flew on the floor and rather than like just stay there and just have a moment of reflection of being like, how has my life come to this? He did like this burpee straight up and just went like whoo grabbed his uh sunglasses and marched on and when i mean marched on he sprinted on and like the, everyone stopped on the beach when he did that when he fell it was just like and the people went oh my god and then boom burpee back in <laughs> oh it was crazy but i suppose that's what's happened during covid people's heads have flown off 
people are yeah people are different that's what i'm saying people are different now i don't think i am necessarily different but there's a lot of people i've met and i'm like yeah you're a lot different now after three months of isolation so yeah i hope everyone enjoys this please sign up to my patron if you haven't already or if you have 96 cent 94 cent let me know as when I eventually do the Julia's podcast, I'm going to do maybe an hour, hour and 10 minutes, but I'm going to edit out about 20, 25 minutes of the nasty stuff. So that'll only be for patrons. As I said, I'm working on loads of guests at the moment. So um, hopefully they will be on soon. And apart from that, that's really all. Just giving a quick update on my stupid, insufficient life. But I will be in Portugal. If you see me, come up to me, say hello. I will probably say hello back, but yeah, depending on what energy you bring, it could be more than a hello. So everyone, well done for getting through the worst part of COVID. Well, hopefully it's the worst part of COVID. And I look forward to seeing you all very, very soon.